Welcome to The Brief by McCann Birmingham, a short but packed conversation addressing the biggest topics faced by marketeers. This episode is the first to touch upon what I imagine will be a recurring topic, AI. Recently, we partnered with Birmingham Design to launch an ongoing collaboration series that puts emerging creative talent in the spotlight. And this episode is a special one, recorded from a live event at our offices with Abby Riley, a local illustrator who has just created an incredible design for the front of our building. Joined by Alex Acosta, Creative Managing Partner, and hosted by our Marketing Manager, Ellis Taylor, we'll hear all about Abby's creative inspiration and discuss the opportunity for AI and creativity. If you want to learn more about Abby and the series, you can do so on mccannbirmingham.co.uk and on our LinkedIn page. As I'm sure you've all seen, the front of our building, it would be a bit weird if you hadn't noticed it before. So you've probably all also heard a lot about UK's number one creative community. I know Chris talks about that quite a lot. And sometimes that creative community can sometimes feel like we're just talking about the people in this building, but it extends beyond that. And, and that's something that's really important about this whole project that we're going to talk about um, with the front of the building design. It was very much about reaching out into the wider creative community within Birmingham and not only connecting with local artists like Abby, but also creating a platform to help lift them up and, and give them other opportunities and experiences as well. So it's a really, really interesting project um, that we work with Birmingham Design on as well. So we'll talk a bit more in depth about it. We'll find out a bit more about Abby and her style and her process and the overall brief as well, which was all about AI and creativity, which I'm sure we've all heard a lot about. Some of us have probably tried some AI. Some probably find it a little bit scary and quite creepy because I do. Um, so we're going to talk through the, that kind of theme as well. So I think, Abby, if we can start with finding out a little bit about you, your sort of style and your career so far. Yeah. So hi, I'm I'm Abby. I'm from Birmingham and based in Birmingham, so a, a proper Brummie. So I'm a freelance illustrator. So um, my style is very much representative of what's on the building. Usually kind of contains something fluid and blobby, but usually kind of like contrasting with like a shapes. So that's kind of like my style really. I try not be too serious because I don't think that represents me. So a lot of my work is a little bit sillier. I, I still try and stay close to the brief. And Alex, do you want to talk us through a bit about the brief itself that was given to Abby initially. Um, I know this was quite a big project and start of something bigger as well. Yeah, I think um, it's no secret that we've been spending a lot of time in this building experimenting with AI, kind of figuring out the pros and cons, how it plays into the creative process. But when we were talking with Vince and Chris about, you know, what's the first theme or first brief for this project, it felt like the right way to go. So we wrote a brief using ChatGPT to see interestingly what would come out. Classic. We chatted to Luke and Dan about, you know, how they thought the creative community might react to that. And then we sent that brief out to the creative community, really asking for a commentary or a piece that would provoke a debate, start a conversation, uh, just to see, A, how, how well it would be embraced by the creative community, would people respond to it? Uh, safe to say they, they re responded really well. Abby was one of 15 kind of young creatives that kind of decided to respond to the brief and her piece really stood out. So that's where it came from. I think it's the first in, in a number of projects we're going to be doing with Birmingham Design Festival going forward. Um, and it's great to see our work on the front of the building. 
Did you have any sort of expectations on what sort of things you might see back? Not really. I think we were really keen to take quite a hands-off approach and obviously let the creativity and the work speak for itself. It's really tempting as a business to kind of, where you're in control of production companies and artists and teams of people to almost try and uh, form the work or influence it in some way, but we're really keen to kind of, it be a platform for Abby and other creatives and designers to kind of really share what they're about and kind of do their thing. So um, no expectations. We were just really happy that people wanted to get involved with it and take part and, you know, uh, hopefully it's the first of many. Mm. So it was a very, I mean, a very topical brief, but mm -hmm. also with a lot of freedom and opportunity to sort of express your creativity in your own way. So I'd be really interested to hear what your sort of first response was. What did you first think when you saw that brief? Abby. Oh no, not AI. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest. No, as, as an illustrator, AI is the scariest thing in the world because it can do my job for me, you know what I mean? So that was kind of horrifying. But if, if I'm being honest, like te technology is growing and evolving. So I try and be positive. So that's kind of what I've tried to do with the piece, really, where um, I've tried to take a positive spin on it. And AI is definitely a tool that we all can use, I, I think, personally, even, even, even me being an illustrator. But um, yeah, I kind of just like, looked at the brief and went, Okay, which way I'm going to take this? The positive route, let's go with that. I mean, yeah. Did you do much kind of research into it? Or um, I know we were talking a bit before as well about how you start your process. And as someone who's surprisingly not an illustrator, um, I was telling Abby about my paint by numbers I did recently. And um, I, I would kind of assume that you'd start with a doodle, but you you do it differently, don't you? Yeah, so I, I can't start by doodling. I have to literally write lists and lists and lists and lists and break everything down to I get like a main theme or a main concept. So with this one here, I think it was like three bits really. So it was fluidity of AI, um, how it can be used as a tool and how it can uplift projects. That's kind of the three themes that I focus that on. Nice. And, and sort of how does that come through in, in your work? Do you want to kind of talk us through the piece a little bit? Yeah, I can do. So um, I think AI is sort of like a, a faceless beast that we have to tame. So that's why you kind of got all these wiggly things coming from devices. That's the AI kind of trying to either give a hand, in my opinion, not trying to take your job. For example, I've, I've used AI recently like to fill in for a client a section of text because I didn't know what they wanted to write. Instead of putting like law ips in there, I just put, tell me something about this. And that's how I use it, for example. I also use it for like idea generating. So I can just type in, oh, I want my three words and go, make me something on that usually it's really abstract but sometimes it's good to just have a second opinion so yeah i think what stood out from us is was your response to the pitch and the concept behind it um but what did you struggle with or you know what did you find the most challenging i don't know really um i struggled definitely with obviously it's gone on the front of the building and all the windows segments and stuff that was a big challenge with like trying to get everything to be represented and not be cut off i, I struggled with like composition and placement and stuff like that but i guess the overall theme of ai was quite hard to tiptoe around because it is quite controversial especially with like the like, bradford illustration thing that's just happened where they've used AI and it's absolutely kicked off. I think people have to really tread carefully when using AI and mentioning AI because people are really, really scared. So that was something that I felt quite intimidated by. But I had quite a few conversations and kind of tried to get my head around it and I think I figured it out. But yeah. How do you feel about AI learning from what you do and your work and your process? Does that scare you or is it something you're willing to embrace? Um, so I went to an exhibition actually on Sunday um, and the guy's work was generated 
by AI, but he fed the AI machine um, versions of his work already. He fed it like 10,000 illustrations and then using them, it created more work. And I find that a really interesting concept because it's making work from his work. So it's it's still a part of him, but it's still computer generated. I think stuff like that's really interesting. So like we were having a conversation, say we're like dead artists like Keith Haring, more technically Keith Haring's work would be reproduced. That's really interesting. And I think where it turns into like someone generating your work for you instead of you doing it yourself, I think that's when it comes quite dangerous and a little bit scary because I won't have control over it then. But I feel like if I always have control, then it's it's fine. And Alex, what, what's your thoughts on it as well? Piece itself, we're really, really proud of it. It's great to have it on the building. I think it speaks for itself, really. What do you want people, what, what would you want people's reaction to be as a result of seeing this work, either from a, a kind of provocation or, you know, commentary? Do you think people would see it in a positive way or understand the message you're trying to convey? I don't know if people would initially look at it and go, oh, that's a piece based on AI, but I, I, quite, I quite like that about it, if, if I'm being honest. I don't think it looks like AI really, it kind of just looks a bit techy and a bit weird. And I, I mean, I, I really enjoy that about it. It's not obvious in, in a good way, I, I think. I don't know. I hope people would like it. It's tried. I tried to make it as bright and colourful as possible because I feel like mm. space needs that. And I think it's got like a really nice sort of natural integration feel to it, which I guess sort of aligns with your vision of, of what you kind of think is the opportunity with AI that it can fit in in quite a natural way without it being about replacing things. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like my whole idea, really. I just want it to feel a bit fluid. I mean, I really like it. I think it adds so much colour and sort of energy to the front of the building as well. And such an interesting topic. I mean, talking about artists putting their own work into AI to generate more work versus other people. It'd be really interesting to sort of get both of your views about can AI really produce creativity? Is it sort of a, just a formulaic repetition or recreation of things? Or do you think there's sort of real true originality and creativity is possible with it? bit of a big question in my opinion it's just like using someone else's stuff or using something that you've put in there and just spinning it on its head i don't think it could itself come up with concepts and ideas and stuff like that which i think is the most important thing when it comes to peace and the work and stuff alex has got a real thinking face on i think there's lots of parallels with the music industry because for decades and decades everyone's been paranoid and talking about how technology is going to kill music and you know it's going to get worse and there is a lot of homogenization but i think what happens is the best creators embrace the technology and when you combine those two things you get kind of a more powerful end result so anyone can learn to operate a machine but i think when you have that layer of creative intelligence there someone who's really mastered and knows their craft you will always get a better result out of the end than you would with someone who's doesn't have that kind of skill set or hasn't hasn't had that kind of training or yeah mm, yeah i think it's a really interesting topic and i think it's been sort of beautifully demonstrated with this and it would be great to hear about any like you know what's your future projects lined up what, what else is kind of happening for you Oh, I mean, like, so, I mean, other than being a freelance illustrator, I work full time um, at a, like a creative co-working space. So I work alongside like Birmingham Design. So I'm always with Dan and Luke and helping them with their events and stuff. If I'm honest, I have quite a lot of work on, which is like editorially bits. So that's, that's really nice. Um, I always think it's really fun to take what is naturally a, a, a boring project and doing something fun for it i'm always trying to do new and exciting things i like doing something that's i can see in the flesh so like for example doing this is like amazing because i can 
see it you know what i mean um a lot of the work i do sometimes is just like on websites which is great you know but um, i'm always looking to do something which is a bit more tangible mm. it's not your first building though is it no no <laughs> <laughs> tell, us, tell us about the, the other big building you've done yeah so last year for the commonwealth games i um I think technically it's the biggest mural in the UK, which is a, a bit that of a That is a claim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's uh, the whole side of uh, a swimming bath in Nietzsche's, which is really crazy because I, I grew up around there and I used to swim in that swimming bath when it was open. So um, my work is plastered on the side of it to make it look a bit nicer, which is which is great. <laughs> and so do you find that there's different challenges in, in sort of designing for a building versus other things you do? Yeah, I think I think working with scale, for example, doing this and doing that, I think doing something where you can stand far back and know what it is, is is always quite challenging. Because if you're doing something for a newspaper, it's right in front of your face like that. You know what I mean? So I just think scale is always, always really tricky. And something that can be received well by everyone is always quite tricky as well, because um, obviously you don't want to upset anyone when doing work like that. And so how does it feel to know that on buildings in Birmingham, there's your work? Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> It's really nice. My mom's really proud because <laughs> um, before she never used to call me an illustrator. Now she's like at work being like, look what my baby did, <laughs> which is nice. Now that it's on a building, it's official. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it didn't count before. <laughs> Do you have any advice for, for any aspiring illustrators? Just go with it. I think I, I struggled because I graduated in 2020 and that was that was really rough because I didn't have no good degree show. It was COVID and I just went straight into a full time job which was gross and um, I was working like 40 hours a week and trying to illustrate and that, that was that was absolutely rubbish but um, I just kept going and finding your style is really hard but eventually it falls on your lap so if you just keep going it, it will happen. Do you have a way to kind of find your creative inspiration? I kind of go out and see loads of things so I'm always at like Dig Birth First Friday I go to Flatpak Festival I go to all the Birmingham design bits I think being involved in like creative community is really important and that's something that I've always sort of been behind going to see rubbish exhibitions and stuff like that because it's great to get another outlook on stuff really even if you don't enjoy it you just go and be like that's weird but at least I went and saw it you know what I mean that's sort of what I really enjoy yeah very true and you mentioned Birmingham design I think that's sort of important to kind of talk a bit about Birmingham design and their role in this because they played quite a big part didn't they Alex so we've been involved with Birmingham design for a number of years now I think it kind of tailed off during covid i think the festival did itself but we've kind of reignited that relationship we lined up to be a main sponsor again this year so it just means getting the people in this building out and about into the creative community and connecting with great artists and illustrators like abby uh, and just really being a greater presence in the city actually not just an agency in shirley obviously we're part of a, a kind of bigger global network but i think it's really important for us to as abby said be on the ground talking to people, experiencing that culture firsthand, and that will have uh, in turn a better, better influence on the work we do as a business. Yeah, definitely. And so this is part of a longer project. Are we working more with Birmingham Design? Is there more to come for the building? Ongoing. I think this is an indefinite project. Um, so every six months we'll see a new artist featuring their work for the foreseeable future. Very exciting. Well, I think now's an opportunity for questions. Um, those of you who read my email earlier, please save us from the awkward silence that comes <laughs> with Q&As when everyone just stares back blankly. Apologies if I miss this, but how do you promote yourself? Have you got an agent or anything like that? No, not really. So um, I have a website and an Instagram and a lot of my work comes from 
word of mouth. A lot of my work's based in Birmingham, so pe people that I know or people have seen other things or stuff like that. I've had a few cases where I've like sent my work off for um, publications and stuff. So that's mainly me. I'm on my own boss so I, I try and push myself out there as much as I can. Is there any sort of dream brands that you'd like to work with or artists you'd like to collaborate with in the future? I don't know I've never really thought of, of anything like that I've always I've always really loved to have done like a, a wallpaper or something something like that like I really like tangible things and patterns and shapes so doing like a, a wallpaper or any kind of like wall covering that'll be like my, my dream you know what I mean. Just on the, the piece around the role of AI in this, were, were any of the actual, the, the imagery itself, did you use AI to compose the imagery or to create the imagery or was it? No, so I had I had a little, um, again, like I write, I write lists and lists and lists and lists. So I put quite a lot of that in AI and generated and, and see what comes out. So none of it was made by AI, but I had a, had a little nosy around and poke. Uh, there's quite a lot of image generation tools. Is that is that something you can imagine being part of your creative process in future? Well, I have used it to see if like, concepts work so like um i get an idea for something and then type it in and see if that will look okay and then if, if it doesn't then i'll be like oh no and then but if it does then carry on with it i've used it a few times like that but i've not really took a full deep dive into it just yet my other half is a graphic designer he uses it loads i mean his stuff is like web design and he used quite a lot to like fill space and stuff like that before sending it off to a client so I can see using it like <laughs> see using it like something like that but um, at the moment I feel like I'm tiptoeing into it before fully deep diving. Cool thank you all for coming and I think a really big thank you for Abby as well for doing this great piece for the front of the building for coming in and talking to us um, and to Alex for sort of leading the way and getting this organized and bringing everything to life. Thank you very much.